Grant Jordan. Philip, is that Welcome you? Welcome to the post-quarantine cast High Vibration Hustle podcast. Awesome. Welcome, sir. Awesome. Good to be here, man. Yeah, man. Tell the people where you are. So I just traveled all day yesterday from Seattle. I was living in an Airbnb for a minute. <gasps> now, now I'm back in the wonderful city of lights, Las Vegas. I miss this place. All right, man. So you went pretty city to the other. <laughs> yeah, I went from um, 100% homeless to 98% homeless cities. <laughs> so we're back. We're back. Man. Feels good to be back here. I, I like the sunshine. I hate the rain. And I was in Seattle for about 16 days and it rained. Uh, it rained probably about 13 of the 16 days I was there. And I get off the plane in Las Vegas and of course, just epic sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. My friend picks me up in the convertible with the top down and we just, I tell him, fuck man, I say, okay, drive a little bit more, man. I want to, I want to experience the sunshine in the convertible. And so it was pretty nice, man. It felt, it felt pretty good to be back in the city. Felt pretty good to hang out with some friends yesterday. Right on, man. That's a vibe, dude. So what were you doing up in Seattle? So I was actually getting content for Instagram. Um, by day, I'm a, a social media strategist. And so I was up there getting content. Uh, we broke into a national park. Um, oh, I probably shouldn't say that on here, should I? I, I would expect <laughs> nothing less. So yeah, we broke into a national park at about like one o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, that was super sketchy. It was super, super illegal to do that. We passed, um, we probably passed like three roadblocks that said like, absolutely no trespassing. Do not go through here. Stop, turn around. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were like, uh, fuck it. I mean, it was like one o'clock in the morning, bro. Like 50 miles deep into the wilderness. Just I mean, bro, deep. you had a flashlight. You're good. Uh, yeah. And I had, I had a flashlight and as my defense mechanism, I had a miniature saw. So if anything started to charge at me, I would just try to hacksaw them. So, yes, it was very effective. Makes sense. I mean, you know, kill the bear, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we killed the bear. Kill that's, the bear. That's, a, that's a different, longer story about how that happened, though, and how I made it out. So stay tuned for my book coming up. Excellent, man. Right on. <laughs> cool, man. So um, you're in Seattle. Um, did you, what, how are things there? Like, as far as like the quarantine, were there people like in the streets? Like Seattle was supposed to be super bad, right? Um, actually it was pretty, um, it was pretty mild. The, the worst that I saw of it was the airports. They're not letting you fly without a mask on. And so everybody was pretty cautious in the airport going to there and then coming back here yesterday. Um, people are pretty, pretty adamant about social distancing, uh, especially yeah. in the airports. You so when, cough on anybody just to assert your dominance? <laughs> no, I haven't heard of that tactic. Is that something that you do? I mean, I you know, it sounds like an Owen thing, really. I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like an Owen thing. He probably you, you like, just oh. cough on her face, bro, and then she's yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the infield for that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> the fucking scandal <laughs> oh yeah that'd be oh. hilarious man. but yeah yeah not not too bad up in seattle uh the homeless yeah. issue is so bad man like i live in oh. vegas and the homeless problem here is is horrendous just wow. terrible they're, they're everywhere 
And um, in, in Seattle, it's worse, man. In Seattle, it's worse. They actually, uh, they pay the homeless, essentially. They give them like a little stipend each month. Oh, my and it kind of, you know, keeps them fed and keeps them alive and stuff like that. But it also keeps them kind of dependent. And um, there's no really measures involved in getting them to go do stuff. So, well, I mean, it keeps them from rioting. <laughs> yeah, it keeps them tame. Yeah, it keeps them from doing a hunger riot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can look at it two ways. Like in Las Vegas, we have none of that. And um, the homeless can be pretty aggressive. <laughs> it can be pretty aggressive. And yeah, the strip, man, is completely empty. It's pretty It's pretty sketchy here, honestly. I used to, we used to go get content on the strip a couple weeks back before I left. And just the eerie silence of the strip. I'm, I'm sure you've been on the strip and you know how loud and obnoxious and just exuberant yeah. the strip is. Like, imagine that. Imagine walking on the strip with not a single person there, not a single car, all the lights turned off and just dead silence. Like, you can hear cricket. Uh, bro, that's, that's zombie land. It's dude. very apocalyptic. It's very apocalyptic. So, we got that is, like, that there. is actually fucking weird and sketchy, man. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, dude, I've I've worked from home for so long, and I I've been in my own little entrepreneurial quarantine for quite some time, just like cocooning, just fucking figuring it out, right? And then, uh, you know, I, I I I come out of that, I go to Vegas, you know, we meet there, and um, I come back, and I'm going out five nights a week, and then quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and you you moved to Vegas to go out. Yeah, I was I was in Vegas for 13 days and then the quarantine hit. Wow, what shit timing. Thanks, <laughs> universe. Yeah, I mean, you no, can I mean, bro, like I mean, you know, not to be negative or anything. I mean, I'm I'm sure, you know, you, you know, I, yeah, I know you're, you know, you're an action taker type of dude as am I. I mean, I've gotten I mean, it's been great. I fucking killed it during this shit. I'm yeah, sure you, you have did too. Been, bro, you've been crushing it, man. I, I'm sure you as well, man. I know you've been doing big things, bro. You've been doing some fun stuff. It's funny, man. We were joking about this the other week where, you know, I've made more money in the quarantine than I have ever in my entire life. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, like you're going to, the people who are going to be successful are going to find ways to make money like in literally any situation. And I think in part of that, man, like I can't, I can't speak for you so much, but I'm sure that you've experienced this as like, I felt no level of scarcity or no level of fear ever since nope. this thing has started. Like, I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. The world's on uh, pandemic. I guess I got to put my primary goal on hold and just work on my secondary goal. And I just, I just switched priorities and switching those priorities was just, okay, now it's time to uh, shut the fuck up, barn in and just make a shit ton of money. And that's just, yeah. you know, that's just kind of what ended up happening, man. And it ended up working extremely well. Um, and yeah, man, like I, I can tell yourself is included, man, that like any economic time, I mean, this is one of the most black swan events in the past 100 years and we're still making good money. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, can we, can we be stopped? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, no, that's awesome. That's, that's so true, man. And that, that is, that's a very defining statement, right? Like we've both made more money in the last four months than we ever have in our entire lives. And um, I think that is very telling, you know, and um, you know, it was, I'm just, it was just unfortunate for a lot of people, you know, physical businesses. Right. I mean, 
you could argue though that they're behind the times in not having a an e-commerce platform and a, a you know e-commerce way of doing things um right. you know they're you know gnc is about to go under like ty lopez is literally just like waiting for gnc to go under so he can buy it for a massive discount mm-hmm. and uh you know and a lot of a lot of stocks are back at the exact same prices as they were at 2009 if you go back and look uh, a lot of good companies um that had had amazing run-ups from their lows um so I mean I'm literally you know I'm literally you know gonna go buy some stuff today and I mean it's just like I mean you, you know I, and bro I because I was in high school right 2012 20 sorry well 2008 2009 I was in middle school I was like a freshman in high school so I didn't right I, I mean what the fuck was I gonna do to take advantage of the last recession you know what I'm saying and then like a good four or five years after like I started getting into business and particularly real estate I did learn I was like oh like that was the best buying opportunity in the last hundred years Mm -hmm. i get it and so once i kind of grasped that i was you know kind of like damn man like what and so now i mean it just has just it's like a you know as as you know our friend derek puts it you know it's it's a gift from god Mm -hmm. you know for for anybody that has any kind of real sense about them i mean it's a gift from god Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's a really positive frame to come from is like any situation you can turn into a positive and, and truly like I do feel sympathetic for the people that aren't in a position like us that had good mentors or that had um, the, the resources to even know that what we're doing right now is possible. And like, I really, I really like have some sympathy for people, man, because yeah, some people like they just, they lived off one government check and they're not paying their landlords right now because they don't have any money and they're probably, you know, just eating oatmeals and bananas, which is all I eat. <laughs> I mean, bro, it, it is. It's a sketchy situation, you know. Even my own fucking mom, dude. She was just telling me yesterday, right? She works at a, she works at a, a like top ten university, bro. And um, she's, you know, they're doing late. They're first, they're gonna do pay cuts, right? First, they're gonna do pay cuts, and if then if that doesn't fix the budget, then they're gonna have to do layoffs. And she's like, it's super scary. A lot of people do live paycheck to paycheck, and you know. A couple, you miss a couple of those, and I mean, it gets real sketchy real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for some people, man, I really hope it's a an eye awakening. Uh, I studied economics in in school and university, as well as computer science. And and one thing that the U.S. does worse off than almost every other country is our savings rate. And I really, I really, I think it's like two percent, three percent, something like that. It's really, really low compared to specifically European nations, man, where they save uh, up to 15 to 20% of their income per paycheck. And the U.S. is some of the lowest saving rate out of the entire world, out of the developed world, I should say. And I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's belligerent, bro. It's like, bad. it is Very fucking bad. belligerent, dude. I mean, you see people with just no money. You do. You see the girl, bro, I live in a college now. I see this shit. You see the fucking college. She may not even be in college. She might just be in the college town. Let's just pretend she's in college and she's the cashier at the Target, and she's got like a fucking Gucci. Maybe it's a knockoff. I don't know. Maybe it's fake, but she's got some Gucci fucking headband scarf thing over her head as as the cashier at Target. Like, honey, you're not flexing on anyone. <laughs> yeah, she might, a, wage job, she might be a cashier at Target by day, but then by night, you know she's on OnlyFans if she's got that Gucci. 
Yeah, right, right. But I mean, man, if you, I know why you think she's on OnlyFans, but Maybe. <laughs> we have a, we have a, oh, this is literally a cognitive bias we just covered in the Moneyberg Mentoring. It's called the instrument bias where, right, if you have the hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> <laughs> Grant just goes around seeing OnlyFans girls everywhere he goes. Man, dude, I don't know. It it might be selection bias as well, too, man, because I live in Vegas, man, and I feel like every girl I meet has an OnlyFans. Yeah, dude. Yo, shit's gotten weird, bro. Even since I was, like, in fucking high school as a freshman, like, 20 – or, sorry, 2009, bro. Like, I think Instagram came out in, like, 2011. 10 maybe maybe mm-hmm. like yeah if you know nobody fucking understood the shit and anyway things have changed man it's a whole new world dude we're in the future dog it's 2020 it is man it's pretty interesting you can you can fuck your boyfriend on camera not even show your face and you can make tens of thousands of dollars of it per per month and it's it's really interesting man it's really interesting and um, I don't know the long-term impact of this. I don't know if it's going to be a positive thing, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's going to Oh, it's just like, here's, the th- here, here's my only long-term in- impact projection, okay? Here it is. It's just like, bro, every kid that's born after like 2035, is gonna, like their mom is going to be online as pictures of being a hoe. <laughs> 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 Yeah, liberation. <laughs> you know, like, just being a hoe, dude. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like, it is a certain type of person, right? It's so commonplace now and accepted, but it's like, you kind of a hoe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at it, man, it's really just basic supply and demand. Like, like yeah. there, there's a lot of disgusting men out there that yeah. like, they can't even talk to a girl in real life. And yep. then, um, one of my friends here in Vegas, she just got paid $1,000 to send him privately nudes, just $1,000 for private yeah. nudes yeah. and just like nudes that nobody else would have. So being a pussy costs. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, this guy probably has a lot of money. He's probably pretty wealthy and he just doesn't fuck girls. And so there is like that demand for it, man. And there's, there's that supply, especially now in Corona that every girl is just kind of like, well, fuck, I really need money. And you know what, man? I'll say this. If it keeps incels from driving into shopping malls, I'm cool with it. <laughs> maybe, this will, maybe this will keep the school shooter rate lower, too. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying, bro. Look well, at the right side, children. man. I think I'm not against it. I don't have to give a shit, man. You want to show your pussy? Show your pussy. Like, I, but I just mean, you know, it's not. I don't, to me, it's not interesting as a person. Like, if I'm, like, looking at a girl to, like, date in, in any form of seriousness and just her ass is all over her instagram yeah like, i don't how am i gonna take that seriously like look at the yeah. look at your um look at the girl i just sent you on instagram before this podcast like that girl is literally literally my ideal 10 there's no there's no one hotter in my opinion than that girl and she, right. she posts her ass all over instagram man and you know it's kind of like in my mind i'm like Okay, this girl has 3 million followers and she has all these followers because she's half naked on her Instagram all the time. Like, do I want to date something like that? Like, do I want to date a girl 
that does that. And to me, in my mind, man, the answer is yes, but no. Like I wouldn't be exclusive yeah. with this girl and I wouldn't allow, allow her to like have exclusive rights to to me and, and for us to be like that just because, you know, there's there's just so many variables that come in the modern dating world that, you know, in a way, man, I really think that, you know, monogamous relationships aren't going to be much of a thing anymore. I think you that... You know what, man? I'll tell you two things um, about what, what you just said. And it's fun. I swear to God, ever since I was a kid, and I, I noticed this, bro, even in grade school, if you went after the hottest girl in the class, number one, it was just harder to get to it. Number two... She just values you less. Uh, I guess to put it in kind of these terms now. But if you go after the second hottest girl, like to your point, like you don't really want the three million follower girl. Like that's not who you're gonna lock down with, right? Like so you're gonna have some fun with. But I don't know. It's just super funny. I can think back and remember as even like a child being like, and it sounds super weird to say now, but like if they're too hot, like you can get a better deal with an eight than a 10 in a certain way. Does that make sense? Right. Right. You know what exactly. I'm, I'm good and, friends with uh, Michael Sartain, man. And he says like the, the, the difference between a nine and a 10 an eight, a nine and a 10 isn't a linear scale. It's an exponential scale. And right. so from the eight to the nine is an exponential di- difference. And from the nine to the 10 is a very exponential difference in, in terms of value perceived. And so that kind of, goes in tandem along what you were saying is is it just like yeah like when you have that 10 you're it's going to be a seriously a constant battle where you have to constantly mm-hmm. be gaming her to to keep her to make to, sure to even hold her attention exactly exactly <laughs> in any real way <laughs> literally literally bro it's like living with a tiger bro <laughs> if you're a if you're a pussy she'll just eat you she'll just eat your fucking manhood right out of your soul dude I, yeah yeah i've yeah i've had enough of that <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then to your other point man i'll tell you what dog i used to live in kansas city for like a good part of my youth and i still follow some people from back there that like they didn't really move out of anywhere like i'll give you an example of this one couple i follow on instagram just i don't even it's just the out the instagram algorithm they're just always my fucking shit I'm just like, and the chick is hot the chick is fucking hot well no wonder but, she's up, no wonder she's up top bro you've been like in her posts you're like oh, <laughs> you're hot, so, yeah. bro, she's a super <laughs> hot fucking elementary school teacher right and her husband is a fucking basketball a high school basketball coach dude mm. and no don't get me wrong i see plenty of typical little she's getting bored of him signs but they're fucking married number one number two mm-hmm. They, for the most part, obviously, all you know, it's Instagram, but all that I see is just like they're just like drinking cocoa in their fucking living room, watching the snowfall. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Man, like, bro, doesn't yeah. that life sound so much more exciting than what we're doing now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's just like so like you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. I, I follow you. I, I see that with my old friends too, man. They're all shackled down. They have kids. Uh, they're, well, they're married. One of my really good friends in high school got married when he was 18. <laughs> and it's just like, to me, man, that's just like absurd. Like there was so much yeah. world to see. And I grew up in a town of like 12,000 people. And then they were getting <laughs> married at 18. And I'm like, Bro, have you seen the other side of the world? Do you know have, like, have you been on the other side of the highway, dog? 
Yeah, man. I don't even. I think that guy, the farthest he'd ever been was Boise at the time. <laughs> and Boise from Montana is like literally like an eight-hour drive, and that's as far as he'd ever been. And it's like, yeah, man. So, so small town, man. So, yeah. What was your experience of like moving out of Kansas and then kind of your journey to where you got here? Well, you know what, man. I'll I'll tell you this. I think I went to. Over the course of my 12 years of school, grade school, I think I went to like 12 different schools. Wow. So you we were pretty mobile when you're growing up. Quite mobile. Yes. My stepdad's a scientist. He works for the he's been working on this corona shit forever. Like this is coronavirus is nothing new. I that's a I don't know whoever fucking said that, but like so we moved around a lot. He worked at a lot of different labs, did a lot of different things. Um and um, you know, the experience moving out of Tell you what, man, I, I hated being stuck in Kansas. I did not like it there. I moved there from Chicago. And even as a 10-year-old, I knew Chicago is a thousand times more dope than Kansas City could ever be, than, than, than the fucking plaza in Kansas City could ever be. <laughs> and the people there are just, dude, they're snooty for, like, for, for, for just living in some fucking suburb. It's like, I just had, I had no respect for it when I got there and I, and I, they didn't give me many reasons for much more. Cause it's just like, I was just like, who are these fucking people, dude? Like, cause in Chicago, dude, like I was meeting kids from all over the world, like, and it was Chicago, like it was cool. Like just a totally different vibe. And that, you know, that's obviously a very biased, like 10 year old's opinion. Okay. But, um, you know, moving to Orlando, Florida from there, uh, eight years later, you know, was, was, you know, for, let's say just from like 11 to 18, uh, or 19, sorry, getting out of there at 19, moving there. I convinced this girl to move with me there and put a lease in her name. Cause I couldn't get one. Oh my <laughs> or, God. Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah. Oh dog. That's not even like the whole story. Oh Honestly, man. This is, this is the first one. And this is also the first heartbreak, isn't it? Uh, no second, second, super serious girlfriend at that point in my life nice yeah so anyway um you know that was what it was and she just ultimately you know she wanted a tiny house i wanted the penthouse and i was like listen bitch this ain't gonna work basically so i'm sure that's exactly how you worded it too no yes (laughs) that was precisely it was it was that concise (laughs) nice bro i wish i had nuts like you man (laughs) <laughs> it was pr- pr- poetic yeah absolutely that is definitely not how i ended it with my last girlfriend and i will next time i have a girlfriend i'm gonna end it just like that so appreciate that. <laughs> I, I just broke this down <laughs> oh, do it man well yo dude we gotta go on a trip man yo you gotta come through chicago i'm going to chicago uh here in about i don't know two weeks a little less than two weeks uh, i'm gonna be there all summer chilling on grant park um so that's your park, dude. It's up there, man. Come on. Nice, dude. Okay, let me uh, let me Google Map this. Where is Grant Park at? Uh, right on Lake Michigan. Ooh, dude. Just Google uh, Essex Inn on fucking South Michigan Ave. Is that where you're staying? Dude, I got a nine thousand dollar a month unit for like thirty six hundred bucks. Dude, no way, bro. Yes. Yes, bro. So come through, dog. For sure, man. Through, man. For sure, dude. Yeah. How, you're gonna be you're gonna be in that same spot all summer. June and July. Oh, dude, this is right in the heart. Wow, bro, this is beautiful. 
it's fucking beautiful. And I got that, bro, I got a fat corner unit, dog. Like, oh, man. Oh, dude, I'm excited. I cannot wait, bro. Yeah, you know, Phil, I would go, but I just don't think this lives up to my standards. I'm pretty high class, so. <laughs> well yeah man i mean yeah you, you could probably do a lot better um <laughs> well, yeah, nine thousand a month isn't enough uh, this is gorgeous man yeah absolutely man so uh you're moving out there in two weeks and then you're gonna stay there are you just staying there by yourself yeah dude so my boy will is coming up from miami he's gonna fly up here to gainesville then we're gonna hop in a car drive that bitch up to fucking chicago we're gonna stop we're gonna spend the night in atl we're gonna spend the night in smashville tennessee night. and then we're gonna spend the pick up scott in cincinnati and uh drummer scott be there uh i don't think no scott from uh scott weaver okay and then is it is it low-key emotional will yep oh bro i'm definitely gonna come see you guys definitely definitely Dude, do it, man. We'll be there uh, first week of June. Um, that's kind of I've just I've just put that as like the, you know, any homies that want to come through and you know see the homies come through that week. Definitely, bro. This sounds epic. Yeah, let me. Uh, Dude, yeah. First week of June, right? I'm gonna pencil this in my schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Dope, bro. Let's do Chicago, man. Let's do Chicago. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna do Chicago, bro. <laughs> Man, I hope stuff opens up by then, man. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like dying, man. I'm kind of like dying. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel you. I try not to think about it. Um, this, bro, I went through a weird dip. Where, where did you? Were we talking? And you were like, because I know like four or five of my homies did as well. Where like, like that first, like end of May, end of April, first week of May, everyone was just dragging ass, like. Mikhail was out for a week, dude. Like, fucking, I could, like, I could barely move. Like, fucking, Greg was fucking on his ass, bro. Like, everybody was just slapped. You were sick or just overworked? Um, I don't know, man. We think it was like the negative energy wave going through the planet right now or something weird. Hmm. Yeah, that is weird, man. I definitely, I didn't experience anything like that on my end. Nice. But, yeah, dude, it's just, it's been a struggle. <laughs> it's been a struggle, man. Like, I'm sure you, you understand, like, I just want to go to the bars and socialize. Like, I just want to go to a party, man. I just want to talk to people that aren't in my immediate friend group, you know? Dude, people really underestimate how much that improves the quality of your life. Absolutely. Like, just going out and being social, man, around like just a decent group of people in a nice venue, man. Like, I mean, you know, the, you know. Jeffy said it well one time when I was in Miami for summit. He was like, he was like, what even is a good life, dude? Like, you know, some fucking like good, you know, good food, some good friends, like nice place to live. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like there's not a whole, whole lot to it. Right. Like, so it is, man. It's important. It is important. It, it's for the well-being of the soul. And the goddamn gym too, bro. Oh my god, I just miss working out. Oh my god, like I can only, I can only run so much in the fucking desert heat, man. Like <laughs> I really yeah. Let me go over a run in a desert. Yeah, oh my it's, god, it got to like ninety five the other day here. Oh fucking suck my ass, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, bro. Dry desert heat, man. It's not even summer yet. Not even. Summer yet. That's like not even. 
that ain't that ain't right. But you know, like in normal time, normal times, man, I would just go to like Drace during the day, the beach club, and I would just fucking party in the pool, and I'd have a good time. And uh, you know, me and my sober ass went no drinks, no drinks for me. Right? Yeah, no drinks, bro. Splish splash, motherfucker. Yeah, just splish splash, man. No drinks. We're sober over here. And <laughs> and yeah, man. But you know, now I got to be hunkered down in my unfortunately my my nice AC unit. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, man. I mean, it's such a weird situation, right? Like, I mean, thank God things didn't get weirder than they did. You know, I mean. For the most part, it's just been a little sketchy. Like, dude, like I thought China was gonna invade us, dude. I thought China was gonna like shut down oh, the shit, Walmart. <laughs> I thought China was gonna shut down Walmart. Walmart. The world was gonna fall to shit. <laughs> I didn't know, bro. Fucking when you have Mikhail as your fucking mentor, you talk to once a week, and he he pulls out his fucking shoddy on the call to show everybody in his fucking mask and his bulletproof vest. He's like, you guys need to be prepared. Oh you need to be god. ready. Oh my god, that's a fear-based mentality. It sounds like, man. <laughs> you know, he's he's a special guy. You ever played a? Uh, you ever played Fallout Three? No. Oh, there's this. Uh, there's this like DLC in Fallout Three. It's called Operation Anchorage, and and the Chinese invade Alaska. And the only thing I remember from that whole DLC is like goodbye, commie. And it's just like every 10 minutes, you just hear, goodbye, common. Oh, my God. And that's that's what I think about when the China invades the United States is like, out and away, commie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Sure. <laughs> Fucking sure. Phil, you would understand. You're, you're now out of the loop, my friend, because you didn't play you didn't play the epic saga of the Fallout series growing up, my friend. So I'm sure your listeners are like, Phil, Phil, you need to listen. You need to play Fallout 3, Phil. You, you fucked up. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. All, all the none of the money your pussy was worth it. You're right. Exactly, bro. Exactly. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just need to fuck the money and you just need to get the bottle caps. That's the currency of that game is the bottle caps. And so you just need to you need to go do that, man. Oh my god, dude. I don't know what what's happened to my friend Jordan. What did you do with my friend Grant, dude? <laughs> or Warzone, man. Warzone. I've been playing a lot of Warzone. If any of you guys want to add me on Warzone, reach out to me. Toasted Tree. And uh, Toasted tree. I will show you what a real pro looks like. You will show you a good time. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> what he's what he's trying to say is he's gonna show you his balls on this fucking. Video. I'll, I'll I'll have you listen to what it sounds like when I drag my balls across a microphone. He's <laughs> gonna <laughs> show you his fucking big chimp balls and fucking gonna get banned from Twitch, but. <laughs> Yeah, we take this seriously over here, bro. We MLP. We take this real, real <laughs> serious around these parts. Oh man, what else? Dude? What are you working on now? What, what projects you got going on? Oh, dude, I'm building the funnel right now. I saw that. I saw your Instagram. Post. Uh, How's that going? Yeah, super stoked about that, man. I'm, I'm. I'm really like in executing mode, man. I really want to have the funnel up and at the like just MVP funnel up before I leave to go to Chicago. That's on my mind a lot. And then just getting some mailers out and sending some well-calculated offers out um, for some real estate stuff. 
Um, oh, so this, before this I, is for real estate that you're doing. Yeah, well, both two two different things. Oh, so you built two different funnels. Well, one of them is a funnel for the trading coaching, um, and then another one is a direct mail campaign for land. Hmm. That's awesome. Yes, sir. So, what do you hope to achieve by putting up this funnel? Oh man, I mean, at least, literally, if it works at all, literally like five k a day from the the funnel and then you know one deal a week for the land flipping would be ideal you know there's my million a year and is uh the moneyberg mentor helping you out with this too well i got together you know derek has has certain opinions about scout trading which he's always always told me and um you know he just got to the point where he was like dude i'll just build an algorithm and so now I'm working. So one of the guys that I actually uh, went out with uh, in Vegas last time, uh, did you meet Sahir? Probably. Was he, was he from the conference? Yeah. I probably did. I mean, there was like, we met everybody. So I probably met Sahir. Yeah, man. So Sahir reached out to me and was like, yo, what are, what are you doing with the trading thing? He was, because he's an engineer at Facebook. And he was like, dude, what, what is it you're doing? He's like, just explain it to me, and I'll tell you if I think it can be automated or not. So we went through that. We did that a whole bunch. And then um, yesterday we had a call with, a, with, a, with actually another Phil. Uh, if you're in the community, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, super smart guy, genius guy, just awesome dude, lots of fun. We've been out at several times mm-hmm. together, different places, and we had, we had a talk with him yesterday and he gave us some really good ideas so i'm gonna pull in alex becker and do the do the high ticket coaching like i have been mm-hmm. and everybody's been super happy with my my refund rate is non-existent there isn't one um people love this shit so i'm gonna keep so i'm gonna crank that up and then i'm also gonna do a SaaS product on the back end that helps them trade um so that's very similar to a thing Becker is doing. And he, bro, he's just cranking out 15, 20K all day. Nice. A day all day. Nice. Are you working with Alex or? Yeah. I, yeah. I talk to him twice a week. Nice. It seems like you're pretty excited for this, this new idea here. Well, man, I, it's, it's, it's fun and it's interesting because it's, it really is a process of growth and personal growth and, uh, committing to taking on more responsibility long-term and um, just operating at just a completely higher level overall. It's funny because I, like the MVK biz mastermind, the Alex Becker mastermind, the Moneyberg mastermind, the FBM mastermind, all four of those, the first whole first week of all of them are about operating at a higher level and how to basically outthink your competition. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, between those four things, the shit that I've learned is like, it's not even, it, bro. I mean, that's why I can go, you know, do what I did, right? Like, you know, things I've shared with you about, you know, how I did these last four months and, you know, not even using paid traffic. So it's like, um, I am excited, man. I am excited to push myself to the next level and just fucking evolve and like really grow into a new level of businessman Mm -hmm. at the very least Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so what what is this new level of businessman 
Just, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a level of income really. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's like the points on the board basically, but I mean, you know, the, you gotta be the kind of person that would do something like that. So like, yeah, what is that, bro? That's fucking waking up at 7am every day, you know, basic, I mean, just literally working all day of every day, definitely Monday through Friday. And then during the weekends, if I can, without burning myself out, um, and then just doing it all over again every week. Um, and I mean, just attacking everything on the list every day and just doing like the most high value tasks first uh, every day. That's a pretty solid way to do it. Um, you know, automate what you can, but uh, a lot of heavy focus, man. I mean, you know, I'm on the five year plan. I'm 18 months into the five year plan from 25 to 30. And um, Really, the for me, like the, the KPI, the target is, you know, be making, you know, at least 83 grand a month um, between, you know, three different sources of income and then also be investing that money wisely in the stock market on the back end. Mm-hmm. So when for you, like when is your your goal set to achieve that 83K per month? I fucking ASAP. Um, Yesterday. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, and, and it is, but I mean, no, like if we're being just like soup, like actually, like literally actually realistically, um, right now, like I'm not even concerned, like what I could do in May, I'm just like, okay, how can I set myself up to make a hundred grand in June? Okay. What would I need to do for that? And so part of that is get this funnel up, get, you know, what, how, you know, the whole thing, do the whole nine with the funnel. Get your Instagram okay. up. <laughs> yeah. Fix the Instagram up, fix up the Instagram. And then uh, do the mailer campaign, do the, do, do a fire mailer campaign, field a lot of calls. Let's, I mean, dude, to do, you know, for me to get four deals actually under contract, let's say I send out 40 offers, let's say to get 40 offer requests, I have to send out, I don't know, three, is, is it even 3000 pieces of mail? Probably not. Yeah. It depends on how targeted it is. Yeah. So you know, just, I mean, it's very simple, man. It's just, you know, you just want to keep your, your, your lures in the water, right? Have your, you know, have your bear trap set and, uh, and be able to deliver right on the other side of that, be able to deliver and, um, provide the mo- as much value as you possibly can. And you should be rewarded for it. You sound pretty confident that like you, you got it. Like, it sounds like it's just like this plan of like, putting it together so that it happens, but it sounds like you're confident enough that when it does happen, you're just going to land it. Absolutely, man. Because the funny thing is, is um, everything that I would have needed to do basically in the first half of Becker's course, I basically did in FBM actually. So like you can actually just like plug those two programs in together, like back to back, like it's amazing. So and I also, I'm really interested in building this funnel because if I can turn around and say, hey, uh, yeah, by the way, I also built a million dollar funnel. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and I can help people with their online coaching business because I'm an online coach, right? You know, and I can help people with sales because I do sales. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these things, just building my skills, man, just kind of to that Derek level where it's like, I mean, there's really not, not a whole lot. I can't personally help you with in business. And if I can't, I definitely know somebody that can. Mm-hmm. So in your arsenal, what do you think the most important skill is that you have? Well, man, I would have to say um, the most powerful skill for any business is going to be 
Well, it, it depends on what phase of the business, right? I mean, I, I think, I, you know, if you, were, if you were, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg, man, I'd have to say marketing. You know, marketing. So for you, the marketing is the most important aspect? marketing and then you know that that's right there you know that's you know maybe number one and then number 1.2 is fucking delivering you know like like getting results right like that's at the end of the day the most important thing mm-hmm. where does sales lie you know, in there it's, it's, where, where do you think that sales lies in that hierarchy well it's in there it's definitely in there right it's like it's kind of like you know you got to like get some results for yourself and some people and then tell people about those results. That's the marketing. And then once you tell people about those results, then you kind of go through the, the process of quote unquote selling them. Um, so I, maybe third, probably third, man, is like right up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because some people will have like a the completely opposite philosophy that they'll say that the most important part is sales and then it's the marketing and then it's the delivery. So they'll, they'll like completely change up the hierarchy and they'll, they'll literally like over promise and then under deliver. And I mean, it works. Like we all know people, me and you both know people that do this where it's like their sales yeah. process is just on point and their marketing process is just on point, but then the product sucks, <laughs> Jason capital. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it's like, it's just like, it's just what your approach is. And, and there's so many philosophies for each, for each different one. I remember, I don't remember where I read this at, but uh, there was a study done on like all the Forbes uh, fortune 500 companies, all the CEOs were interviewed and they, they were asked like what, what their most important skill set was that got them there. And also the most important skill set for business. And the majority of the responses were sales. And they said, I wouldn't be here without sales. I wouldn't be here being able to one sell myself and two sell the product that I offer to anybody if I didn't know how to do that. Um, and that's kind of like the, the, the approach that I've taken to is like, I'm a salesman. Like what sales yeah. is, is essentially like understanding psychology and just giving the right people the push that they need to make a commitment that's going to change their life. And that's what's, that's what's exciting to me, yeah. man, is like I'll get on calls with guys and, and some of them are just completely unqualified and, and definitely I don't want in our program. But then I'll talk to some guy who's just like going to crush it, man, like a super cool dude. And he just needs that little push to be like, man, like, what are you doing? Like, this is your, this is the opportunity of a lifetime for you to change. And it's so exciting, man, when that guy finally is like, you know what? Fuck it. And they, they, text you after the call they're like bro thank you so much like this is absolutely going to change my life like appreciate you appreciate you and that's that's what's exciting to me absolutely man i mean getting you know doing you know getting some praise for helping people certainly uh adds to the motivation to continue to do so right are you there yeah i was um I was, I was pondering. So yeah, man, I completely, I completely agree. I think sales is fun too, man. Like I really, for me, like if I were to ask the question to myself, like what is the most important asset? It's like, uh, it's probably understanding human psychology and understanding communication. And that helps you in so many regards. Like I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in if I wasn't able to properly communicate, if I wasn't able to pick up 
social cues quickly and I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have traveled to Seattle. I wouldn't have gone to LA the other week. I wouldn't be here in Vegas. I wouldn't be working with the team that I'm working on with if that wasn't the case. And so in my opinion, like having like some degree of social skills and calibration and understanding people's primary driver emotion, like what is it that people want the most and then helping them achieve that. has definitely been one of the most helpful things that I've ever learned. That's a super interesting concept as well. The, the PDE, the primary driver of motion. And then also to add to what you're saying is basically, you know, I mean, Derek said it yesterday in the mastermind calls. He was like, it, or I think it was Travis. Maybe he was like, if you understand the people, if you can understand how the people act and think you can essentially, you know, accomplish anything you want in life. Right. Like, and that's kind of another way of saying what you were saying, where it's like, if you can communicate and understand and be in the minds of other people and, just pick up on social cues for God's sake. I mean, you know, I mean that alone, right? Like that alone will get you can get, I mean, that can completely, you know, take care of your life, right? You need to, you don't have to go learn how to build a rocket ship. You know, if you know how to, you know, why, why do you think Elon Musk has to build rocket ships, you know, cause he can't talk, bro. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, really the guy's a shitty communicator in a, in a certain sense. Um, and people like us that are very um, empathetic can uh, do really well, like real bro. And I mean, I like I would say for a long time I was even like over. I was too empathetic, right? Kind of, kind of can back. There is a fine line, you know. But um, being aware of other people is absolutely key. Mm-hmm. I mean, who do you do business with, right? You do business with humans. You don't you don't sell the the goat down the street. <laughs> No, you, you really don't. And people, I think, really overlook this. And I don't know, man. And it's funny, too, because Derek says this, and, and I, I, I think I'd have to agree. And, like, he's like, dude, these people aren't – it's not even the same kind of creature like us and them. Like, like the way our brains work, what we set out to accomplish versus somebody that's just like a sad cunt that sits on the couch all day that just fucking literally just, just does less than nothing, right? Not only did they do nothing, but they wasted their time, too. Like, so it's just they're double fucked, man. And they, it's just, it's right. I think we've all been there, right? But I'm, you know, and, and I am partially talking about myself in that statement. You know, I do look back at those times where, like, I just couldn't get off the couch because I was sad or depressed and just be like, man, I wish I, had, if I couldn't solve my depression, my emotions, I, I at least could have taken action and done something with myself, you know, like, and it's true, man. Like for anybody starting out, like, I mean, doing the wrong thing is better than doing nothing. I mean, you know, I mean, as long as you don't die, right? <laughs> you know, you're going to fucking, you're going to be fine. So that's a chainsaw. <laughs> I was wondering what that noise was. That is a chainsaw. Um, so I didn't know you were doing this call deep in the woods, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, I've been chopping down apple trees the whole time. Wow, actually. man. Um, yeah, man, I think we'll wrap there since we got a chainsaw. It has been a fucking pleasure, <laughs> my guy. Um, bro, really looking forward For sure, to Chicago. Brother. We'll, talk, we'll talk more about that. Uh, hit me up anytime, man. Let me know what I can help you with uh, in any way, dude. And to, where can the people find you? Yeah, you guys can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. If you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. It's at Grant period H period Jordan. So go ahead and feel free to reach out to me on there. 
<laughs> <laughs> Catch you. Later. All right, brother. I'll talk soon. Peace.